Okay. okay. So I'm Felix Navarrete. I'm a Land and Water Steward AmeriCorps member serving with Green Iowa AmeriCorps at the UNI CEEE, the Center for Energy Environmental Education. Here with me right now is Kamir Enshayan, the Program Manager and Program Director of the CEEE. Hi, Kamir. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. Excited for this interview. Like, uh, yes, I was wondering if maybe we could just like talk a bit about this new project coming up, A Garden in Every Lot, and like, uh, if you would maybe be able to say some things about it to uh, our very curious audience. Great, yeah, great. Thank you, thank you for doing it, Felix. Um, so yes, so this project, A Garden in Every Lot, the idea really was, look, why couldn't we encourage more gardening? We know there is like a fruit and vegetable deficit in our, in our region and we're not consuming. Why not popularize? Let's figure a way to popularize gardening in our in our region in our community and really the idea began last year into in 2020 uh, in the midst of the covid epidemic and we wanted to do more outdoor work with our americorps team uh, so that we wouldn't have to be inside and so <laughs> so this idea we developed kind of again inspired really inspired by what we knew happened during world war ii where everybody was encouraged to have a garden. And we've kind of has been a cultural loss uh, of not having a garden and not cooking therefore from the garden and all that kind of stuff. So we thought, look, why don't we make it easy? Let, let make it easy for anyone who wants to have a garden, a vegetable garden in their backyard or as a church, as an organization, if they wanna have a, a vegetable garden, we would make it happen. Uh, we would do a site. So our AmeriCorps team came up with a site assessment. Um, and so if somebody called us, we would say, all right, let's come and see where is a good spot to have the garden. <clears throat> and then we offered to till the ground and have plants, everything. Just like if you want the garden, we'll make it happen. So that was the idea. And we did, we did a kind of a pilot run last year where we it did like four or five gardens in people's backyards. And then it will, we kind of started late because we spent the summer developing it last year. And then over the winter, you and many other uh, AmeriCorps members and community members have been involved in, and our staff have been involved in all of us working together to again, launch a bigger, more robust version of it this coming year. So that's really where the root of this a garden in every lot um, uh, has been. And right now we're in the planning process as we speak, um, yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, you've said a lot of interesting things. Like, could you, one of the first things you mentioned was talking about this food deficit and the kind of lack of good nutrition for our areas. And we know the importance of this kind of nutrition. And I was just kind of curious if you could say more about um, the kind of work that you have done with uh, Black Hawk County, for example, or other yes. organizations that kind of like were able to see where we're at with this kind of deficit, like maybe how we got here and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, some of these mm -hmm. kinds of issues. Great, great. Yeah, very important. That's really the heart of it. Why we're doing this. It's the heart of it. And um, so, yes, Jody, our uh, program manager who manages our UNI local food program, um, completed a community food assessment for Black Hawk County Board of Health uh, just last year. 
where they looked at the big picture of what's happening in our county in terms of availability of fresh produce, all foods and organizations and lack of access and just a variety who, who manages emergency food, you know, who does gardens, who does, where are the farmers, everything, just like put it all together as, a, as an overall community assessment for our region. And several um, uh, kind of needs emerged out of that study. Uh, she identified several needs and, one, and, and did surveys of residents to kind of see, okay, does that make sense? And uh, uh, residents of our county, and uh, it basically people wanna see more venues for fruits and vegetables near them, in their neighborhoods, in walking distance. And it turns out, as we know, quite a few neighborhoods and small towns in our county and in our region don't have a grocery store. Um, there are very few outlets for vegetables and uh, fresh vegetables. Um, half of Waterloo doesn't have a grocery store. So there's just like, there's multiple um, challenges in, in getting fruits and vegetables. And if you're low income, if you're elderly, if you have disabilities, you're really stuck with a gas station uh, near you. And they don't offer fruits and vegetables. And, um, and as you know, even our emergency food um, infrastructure of food banks and food pantries, which are awesome, uh, they do not necessarily feature fresh vegetables as much as um, they could. And so actually they're a great partner with us and we're, they're working hard to remedy that as well. So there's, so that kind of your question of, well, what has been behind this? Yeah, it's this evidence that we live in a region that doesn't have a lot, doesn't grow a lot of fruits and vegetables. And culturally, culturally, we have um, kind of, we have fallen victim to the culture of, highly processed foods, fatty, sugary. So we have a bad diet. We have evidence of that. The evidence of that is in, you know, off the chart overweight and obesity rates and chronic illnesses, diseases that are related to that. So, so we need, so, the, so there's multiple attempts in our region to address these issues, right? And uh, as you know, you know, we have, uh, so AmeriCorps, our AmeriCorps team, you know, is helping with some gardens, our VISTA members are running a produce, mobile produce stand in some neighborhoods. Uh, we're running a veggie voucher program. So there's like, and then we're working with the food bank, our AmeriCorps members are at the food bank trying to infuse more fruits and vegetables into our emergency system. So all of these, all of these strands of work come back to this idea of how do we encourage more fruits and vegetables? How do we make more fruits and vegetables available? How do we encourage appreciation and love for more fruits and vegetables? And make a long story short, this garden in every lot is one of those kind of one of those strands of work to get people excited about it. It's not, you know, we're not naive to think that, wow, this is people are gonna eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. It definitely increases likelihood and interest. People are gonna maybe 
once they try to grow some veggies saying, wow, this was cool. I'm going to go to farmer's market, get more of this, you see. So that it's really, we're trying to reinvigorate our, our culture's interest in fruits and vegetables and nothing. And we know gardening is really about mental health. It's about being outside. It's about relationships. It's, and then in the end, there's a little vegetables too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, it sounds like the kind of complete picture. I mean, tackling things like um, access to food, uh, poverty, uh, mental health. Um, it's it's something that seems to have been quite well thought out and something that's kind of been in the works for some years now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I guess, especially like with the pandemic and things like that, like the opportunity to be outside again and to be able to make yes. sure that you're doing enough to have enough food on the table, you know, in such a difficult yes. time. Like it seems like yes. it's an important, yeah. necessary project as well. Totally, totally, yes, yes. Okay, well, so- Well said. <laughs> so obviously a very important project. And in terms of uh, where is it in its development then? Like how close are communities and people to be able to get to this point of beginning to start to see some of these benefits from the project, would you say? Yeah, okay, well, I would say we are weeks away from rolling it out. And we were just in a planning meeting and we decided that within a couple of weeks, maybe, by end of February, early March, we will be reaching out to our partners and asking them to spread the word. And obviously, we're trying to reach um, underserved neighborhoods, uh, people in need first. But this is for everybody, really. Every, anybody who wants a vegetable garden, we will help them. Um, but yeah, we're, so we're going to roll this out. Uh, in March and get start people contacting us and uh, hopefully this season April May start start preparing the sites and planting the plants so we're, we're talking we're very close very close very cool uh, and, and you mentioned partners as well which I guess would be a big part of this uh, making this project a success which are the yes. kinds of community organizations that have already partnered with a garden every lot to try to do this well, uh, yeah, great. Uh, so let's let's start with in order to kind of uh, uh, this is a great question because in order to run a program like like this, first of all, it's fairly low budget in the bigger scheme of things in terms of say how much money we spend on um, chronic illnesses that are related to to bad diet. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing. So we've had a um, um, very generous donor who has contributed funds so that we buy a durable rototiller and a little trailer and a truck to be able to go to many places and, and offer these services. Um, so that's one important partner. And obviously the AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps, you know, who's gonna be doing this? It's the Land, Water, Land and Water AmeriCorps, it's Felix, it's Laura, it's, you know, it's, it's all of the, AmeriCorps crew, they are a big partner. They're a big funder of, of this work. And that's the whole purpose of AmeriCorps to serve communities and to address a systemic uh, poverty and address, you know, uh, empower people to grow out of it and be self-reliant. That's, that's a big partner. Obviously, University of Northern Iowa. Other partners we've worked with all over the years, obviously Northeast Iowa Food Bank, 
Iowa State Extension. These are entities that are kind of anchor institutions in our community, and they've been part of this. We most likely are going to approach, you know, the health of Black Hawk County Health Department. Um, other entities we're trying to reach basically are churches, neighborhood associations, um, and uh, cities, uh, city governments, um, uh, churches. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. Um, other, other social organizations, maybe Operation Threshold, places where they offer other services to the community. So we're hoping they would become involved so that we reach a wide variety of um, families in our community and help them. Uh, different people need different, some people are excellent at gardening. They just didn't know where to call to get a tiller. You know, so we're just gonna, it's gonna be a whole range, but we're, we're gonna, the idea is to make it, to remove all the barriers and make it easy. And so uh, our partners, partner organizations will be able to get the word out so that we can start working. And we're gonna learn a lot. We don't know everything. We're gonna, we're gonna just stick our neck out saying, hey, let's go do this and we'll figure out, polish it as we go. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of support that you're receiving already, even before the yes, launch of the yes. project, which is like very encouraging to hear. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so um, in terms of these are some of the organizations that have already become involved, but for other people and other organizations that would like to maybe after hearing like something like this podcast or, or seeing some of our information at one of the public libraries or anything like that, like if they would like to contribute to, to making a, a garden in every lot a success yeah. and to partner with us in some way, um, how, how might that look like for, for different organizations? Is there mm -hmm. a website? Like is how, how can they get in touch with us to be able to do this kind of work with us? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, well, we are developing, we're almost done uh, with a website and I, we, I don't think I have the address to announce it yet. Uh, but um, yes, we'll have a website that people can go to. We'll have a phone number, email. There's, there'll be a point person that people can talk to. Um, but others who wish to help, uh, for example, we know ISU Extension is, you know, is going to help us with offering educational workshops on gardening. We know uh, the seed library at the Cedar Falls Library has plants and has seeds. And we, you know, as time goes on, as we become known in the community, um, hopefully other businesses will come along and say, hey, if you would like this or that, uh, we will donate um, some materials or um, maybe a funder, you know, down the road, we really, this is like right now, it, we're putting it together, we're building it, but really from what we've seen in other communities, a successful program that offers multiple services in a stable way requires staff and, uh, and we need, eventually we need a, you know, a staff that manages this, devoted to this, now that once it gets, gets going. Um, yeah so and in terms as well of uh people that would like to sign up for this um what is the kind of process they can expect because it seems like there's multiple parts to maybe having a garden 
go in, in their particular lot, let's say, or like their backyard or, or their community organization, wherever the, the garden will be, right? Like what can people expect in terms of maybe like a timeline or just like the process of implementing that kind of garden? Uh, great, yeah, great question. Um, first, I would say a call or email saying, hey, I'm interested. And um, I would say we first need to know uh, there's a form we, which helps us assess, assess the site of the garden. So we need to know, look, is this going to be a, a 10 by 10 garden or is this going to be, um, you know, much bigger than that, right? Um, and, and where is the water? You know, where is the sun? Is it in a shady place? So we'll actually come once, once we know somebody's interested, we'll call them, we'll set a time, we go meet them in their backyard. I think that's just the simplest and do, do a site assessment with them right there and find out, well, what are, what are their goals? What do they wanna do? What do they wanna grow? You know, and stuff like that. And then we can better plan the garden for them, for their needs. Um, so there is an initial contact, there is site assessment. Then depending on what they're interested, we might be able to find seeds and plant starts, mulch, and depending on their soil, needs, we might need fertilizer, we may not need fertilizer. So we're kind of, yeah, that, that would be kind of the steps. Now, one thing we're making clear to everyone that we're not gonna maintain the garden for them, they need to maintain it. But again, the first year we're, we'll be happy to, any questions they have, we can put them in touch with resources, people who have garden, you know, the master gardeners program and others who can, you know, if they have questions, they can email us sort of thing uh, and we can refer them to people who can help them. But the main thing is to have a piece of ground out there in their backyard with some plants and, and spend a season uh, with these plants and learn their behavior and uh, see what it takes to garden and how, how much fun it is to harvest and eat this stuff, you know, so. Definitely, yeah. But, it, it, but it's, a, it's a fairly, fairly easy process. It's nothing complicated. You know, we'll, uh, let's say if they don't, it's just a lawn. Again, we'll, once we find the site, we agree that what needs to be done, we'll bring our tiller and we'll till the soil for them, have it, you know, have it all ready for them to um, plant. Yes, and it sounds like there's even options for maybe doing uh, things in containers, for example, or buckets, or maybe even raised beds, if if that might be an option for some people that would work better for them. That's right. That's right. Yeah, very important. Yeah, some people may not want to do things in their backyard saying, well, I, I want to start really small with a few large containers. And that's yeah. very doable. Yeah. And you even mentioned like the, the capacity to kind of like choose some of like what will be planted. Like there's some kind yes. of choice in here, like any That's idea right. of so far of like what sorts of vegetable seeds or, or plants might be part of that? Um, I mean, the normal, you know, I mean, peppers, tomatoes are cool early season crops, lettuce, radishes, uh, spinach and cilantro, all kinds of stuff. Then heat loving crops or, you know, peppers, tomatoes, squash, everything else, you know. And then there's some that really span the season, chard, kale, uh, carrots, you know, you can, I mean, there's just so many things, depending on how much space people have and what they're interested, they can shape the garden based on what they like. And also I should mention, while we think the primary 
um, kind of people who would contact us would be backyard gardeners. We really, really encourage uh, churches and large organizations that have a big lot, uh, big, big lawn. Uh, we could help them create, use that opportunity as a congressional, uh, not congr congregational <laughs> a project and bring their entire congregation uh, together uh, to do a garden project and the pr proceed uh, and, and donate the vegetables to the food bank, food pantries of their choice. Um, and so, yeah, we definitely want to reach large, we're, we're able to do large um, um, conversions, you know, build large gardens as well. We've done several in, in Waterloo area, so. Amazing. Yeah. It sounds like there's, there's two things that from what you were just saying, one is um, you were talking about the kind of uh, following up that will happen with like giving education to, for many people will be like their first kind of garden, you know, let's be honest. And like, they're going to have questions about like how to deal with pests and, and different kinds of things are related to sunlight and exposure. And, and we're not going to leave them hanging. We'll make sure that we're going to do some educational programming. Um, and hopefully there's a chance to build community there, but like in terms of also having more congregational activities, uh, like it seems that a garden every lot is, is not only trying to provide very good nutrition and education about nutrition, but in that process, building stronger, more supportive communities. And I was kind of curious if you could maybe say a bit more about, you gave that one example of maybe like with churches, but uh, how else you kind of uh, maybe have um, seen other places, other cities who have implemented this kind of project, how they've been able to, to push these stronger communities, especially like in trying times. And um, if you have any thoughts of what that might look like for here in this region, in the Cedar Valley. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the best example I know is one of our partner organizations, which is a host site for our AmeriCorps members, is in Cedar Rapids called Feed Iowa First. And Feed Iowa First has many, many businesses, partners all across Cedar Rapids area with um, vacant lots and all kinds of pieces of land here and there that they manage <laughs> with the help of employees of the businesses that they're partnering with. So it's really, really amazing what could happen. Again, kind of good food brings people together, you know, and, um, and it really is a community building thing. And um, so in Cedar Rapids, they've been able to do that. So there's, I mean, every, every community, you know, the, the leadership and sensibilities of, of people in that community lead to projects that they, they want to see happen. And in, in, in Waterloo, um, you know, I don't know, 40 some languages are spoken. And uh, we know there are many food traditions, many cultural traditions around food. Um, and um, we know, I have a feeling that if we, we collaborate with many of the ethnic groups that live in our communities, recent immigrants and refugees, and help them become rooted in this community and, and um, feel at home through gardening, uh, and we can connect through gardening, uh, that's like one way of community building, you know? Um, I know, you know, there are many ways, you know, I, I'd say soccer builds community too, because you know, <laughs> I go, you know, we play soccer with Bosnians and Mexicans, everybody, you know, everybody, you have a team like every from everywhere around the world. 
uh, that's true too, right? That builds community. If, if we weren't playing soccer, I wouldn't have had any Bosnian friends. Um, and the same with gardening, you know, it's just gardening allows all ages of people, kids, everybody all working together. So it's really, it's really up to us. We can, we think this garden in every lot is just one, you know, basic way we can get started and have connect with each other through gardening. Interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, it sounds like there's loads of opportunities for making some of those more supportive communities a reality. And I think in previous conversations, you've also mentioned the possibility for doing kind of like uh, maybe some community cooking events or being able to yeah. do some plant sales and like uh, looking at like new kinds of seed varieties and having master gardeners as well have help out in, in some capacity and, and just kind of transferring all these kinds of uh, yeah, emotional closeness and like skill sets and all this between our communities and, and making mm -hmm. sure that it actually feels more like a community as well. Yeah, no, that's very, very possible. And we know, again, we've learned quite a bit from the Lansing area, Lansing, Michigan, where they've done this sort of work and uh, in this, you know, creating new food traditions of like every you know, like you said, there would be a plant sale that everybody looks forward to. Uh, we would invite existing all kind of farmers and others who, who grow a lot of plant starts to come. Um, it could be, um, you know, we, as part of this, we're hoping to design gradually figuring out how to best meet the needs of people, have a, have a tool library, a gardening, gardening tools library, things like that. And, and cooking would be another one, you know, like, Again, it all, everything radiates out of cooking. You know, it's all kitchen is where it's all at. And uh, we need to kind of focus on, on good food and then people will love gardening as a result. So we, you know, it could be pizza making parties, could be, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things we could do. We're just, this is just the beginning and hopefully brings us together to compare notes and, and think more, more of these things. <laughs> Definitely. And, and you brought up a, an interesting example um, that I think helped kind of like begin this this kind of chain or thinking of, of is this really a possibility to do? And like it's the uh, Greater Lansing Food Bank's uh, garden project, correct? That for yeah. the past 30 years, something like decades long, they've already been doing this kind of work. So it's it is a very viable project and they've been including yeah. a city that is on a, a much uh quite big no like uh in terms of like being a capital city and like uh, working with existing community gardens and like all across like the different geography of that city and making sure that uh this kind of community building is it's not just a pipe dream or a hope but like yeah. a proven reality um so it's, it is doable it's just a question of like can we get into it and like can communities take this on themselves right and and enjoy being able to make that community and and the strength that comes from that uh, having a stronger community as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, those are all my questions uh, for now. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the project or this process or or anything like this? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're, um, I mean, the main thing is we're excited. We're excited, we're hoping to get the word out about it and we're, learning we're this we don't have all the answers we're learning and we'll figure out how to kind of polish these services and make them available to everyone 
And anyone who wants to have a backyard garden, this project is for them. And we have, we have the people, we have the crew, our AmeriCorps members, all of us, we're gonna train, we're gonna be safe. Uh, we're gonna do everything we can to um, kind of reignite uh, interest in um, paying, you know, good food, fresh vegetables, this region. You know, that's the neat thing about gardening is once you start paying attention to your vegetables, you start paying attention to the weather. You start paying attention to so many things and you spend time outside, you know, before you know it, it's a good thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Just more awareness in general, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you have taken time to do this. This is great. I, I think um, I think these are great stories to get out, you know. Yeah. For sure. And it's good, I think, for, for communities in this area to understand that the CEEE and this project, there's there's a commitment here to making sure yes. that people can have this kind of good nutrition, food security, some of these crucial things in these times. So, yes, yes. yes. It's thank a, you. It's, yeah, totally, totally. You're, you're so right. It's, a, it's an entry. So from my point of view, I were, I'm a public servant at a public university. And it is my job to engage our students in the community, our programs, all the AmeriCorps members, our students in doing action, turning what we know into action in our communities. And this is the heart of it, you know? And um, our food system is, is so important. It's so important to pay attention to our food system. Um, and this is one small way to kind of a foot in the door to start thinking and, and doing and getting to know other people in the community. It's relationship building, really, at the heart of it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Kamiar, thank you so much for your time. It's much appreciated. Great. Yeah, thank you, Felix. That's really great. You're, you're a great interviewer. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you. And thank you Consi for listening. Consider a a job in like public radio and other media <laughs> thing really <laughs> you charmer charmer <laughs> all right well thank you for stopping by today and for listening to this interview and this conversation and um yes hope to hear from you soon and maybe even right. in, your, in your lot one day all right thank you <laughs>